I think there was this piece where I think that stuff really got to my head in a sense, um, and and it actually came through in a very uh, very um, surprising way where one of my co-founders came in and said, "Look, look, it, it's almost like you bully all of us now. You know, to like if there's a conversation happening, it has to be your way." You know, and that kind of opened up. So welcome to Outliers. Uh, you know, I have been wanting to do this episode of Outliers for oh, almost a year. I'll be honest. And uh, I first came to know uh, of Anish. Uh, I must have been uh, four or five years ago. And uh, you know, in Indian entrepreneurship, uh, you know, it's been a busy week. Last week we saw big exit and all that. But uh, oftentimes uh, we all talk about how uh, the inside stories or, or growth of uh, entrepreneurs as individuals, uh, and and a lot of them privately ch- chat about it uh, when they would catch up over drinks or chai. Uh, but I have always found as a storyteller that some of those things get lost uh, and uh, behind what we see from outside. And that's why I was very keen to sit down with Anish Reddy, uh, co-founder of Capillary. It's, uh, I'm sure you would have heard of it. If you have not, you would definitely have heard of the companies it, it works with, uh, from from some of the biggest retailers like Walmart uh, and, and so on. Anish, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Pankaj. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> so one of the promises Anish made me swear... <laughs> Before we started, was that uh, no controversies? <laughs> so I'll, I'll <laughs> no controversies at all. Um, Anish, give, give me a sense of uh, where you come come from. Uh, what were you when you were not co-founder of Capillary? <laughs> That's the only way I know you. So please break that first. Right. Um, you know, uh, both parents are doctors. Uh, one uh, brought up in Hyderabad. Uh, went to a convent missionary school um, and then uh, so I'm the only non-doctor in the whole family yeah. you know and uh, uh, my dad basically said look you don't have the patience to be a doctor it takes a lot of patience to like you know s- you know spend those 10 years becoming a doctor and so he said you know engineering is the right thing for you he brainwashed me uh, and that's how I ended up uh, going and joining IIT Kharagpur and um, after IIT, uh, IIT had a lot of fun. Uh, I think IIT really made me uh, the individual I am in a lot of senses. Um, we started the cell at IIT, we built a lot of teams, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's where the bug of saying let's build something on your own uh, really bit me. Um, but after I, uh, IIT, to my parents' horror, I went and joined ITC. You know, so uh, it was a day zero job, I got the job, I called up home. And my mom was like, what, you want to go sell cigarettes? <laughs> We've been doctors all our life. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of like that. Um, so two years in ITC um, was uh, a very good learning experience. I think uh, cut me to size quite a bit. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, it was a unionized environment. Uh, so there was one of these, uh, uh, one of these days when uh, the, there were 35 people who reported to me and their average age was 52, 53. I was a 21 year old then mm. and uh, uh, basically they all struck work saying 
you know you should speak in kannada in the morning meeting and here i was <laughs> you know because we had a long term agreement with the union and it didn't go very well and they just said luckily some of the guys who we had rewarded well just came in and said look we'll work with you <laughs> you know so a lot of those experiences which you know i think those two years at itc were like a lot of uh, was an mba done in like no time yeah so after that but got bored uh, wanted to start up something on my own uh, so when i was 23 went back uh, a couple of friends from iit all of us got together and started capillary so that's that's the past <laughs> that's very very it's been ten years of capillary now wow know, so this year will be the 10th year yeah, no more a startup <laughs> yeah we no more a startup <laughs> you know we still think and work like a startup so yeah nice nice uh, Help, help me understand your your own journey as an individual, Anish. Uh, like, uh, see, I, I'm a rookie entrepreneur myself, and and uh, you know, building something on your own uh, brings lots of challenges. <laughs> you know that that kind of force you to change as an individual. Uh, lots of things. Uh, one of the things I always remember from our conversations, and and you've always been very candid, is uh, your own transformation as an individual. Uh, to the entrepreneur that I'm, I'm sitting across with today, so take me through, uh, you know, kind of a look at everything through your personal lens, and and let's start that journey. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's been a ten-year journey, so it's been a really long one. Uh, you know, when you start off, uh, it's a small baby, right? Uh, as a company, and you're also a no one in a sense, and uh, and thankfully for us in Capillary, it's been a lot of friends getting together and building it. right so um we started off in a recession in 2008 um uh, we incorporated exactly one month before lehman tanked right so okay. august 11th and september 11th uh so the only guys who would join us uh would be folks who knew us well who were good friends and there was so it was it was always a company which was built on you know good friends coming together and people who knew you um and that helped us a lot over the first 3 4 years we did we did really well uh, you know in the first 3 years we got to about 2 3 million in rate uh, we uh, we signed up some of the best names in india as customers uh, we expanded internationally we set up a singapore we set up a middle east uh, then we raised this uh, massive 16 million dollar series a for 5 million of that as secondaries for the founders for the angels so it was just crazy 2012 was you know uh, we we felt we had arrived and uh, And I think what also happens when you know you're a 25, 26 year old and you're seeing so much success is you don't know when it gets to your head, right? So and so so although all the folks that came into the company were good friends and it started off with you know that way, I don't know when I transformed from that into being a bully. You did, you know, and I, I definitely did, right? So uh, if you look at that time of 2012, 2013, I think uh, after the Series A, after the secondaries, after you know opening so many markets, we were suddenly 400 people, um, and uh, it was just at that point in time. I think, you know, uh, although consciously you you still think you're doing the right thing, you're treating people well, all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think there was this piece where I think. that stuff really got to my head in a sense um and and it actually came through in a very uh very um surprising way where one of my co-founders came in and said look look it, it's almost like you bully all of us now you know to like if there's a conversation happening it has to be your way you know and that kind of opened up um 
and and thankfully for us you know we've had very good angels in the company right so folks like arjun and folks like uh, venkat tadanki was one of the founders and daksh and then i called up uh, venkat and said look uh, you know folks are saying this and i don't think i can believe it i still think i'm a very good guy you know and uh, and he said look happens why don't you just get an exec coach hmm. so why don't you get a coach and you know if, if there's a problem you know they're you know 25 26 year old so it's easy to change so why don't you get an exec coach and i think that definitely helped a lot but right so we we uh, i got an exec coach and and uh, he spent a lot of time speaking to everyone in the company and then uh, uh, i think it was a 6 7 month exercise uh, and the whole uh, um, you know and 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 the, it's a very personal experience i thought he really broke me down uh, <laughs> before i got built up again in a sense uh, i don't speak to him as freely anymore this was a this is a guy called uh, ashish dhingra uh who was the founder director at uh, sam miller was the founder director at alpen libe very solid guy was on the board of uh, unilever for a while uh very good guy you know but uh, you know i i think i was just too hard for him to change also in a sense um so you know some of that stuff uh you know uh, i think uh helps a lot uh, because one um uh you then i think we we've been able to keep good talent over the years uh, and i think if i had continued on that way of being a bully uh, i don't think we would have been able to do that uh, the second is also gives a lot of uh, you know at, at around those times were also the times when we went in and suddenly expanded from two international markets to eight international markets from the original singapore and middle east we also opened the us we opened the uk we opened in australia we opened in south africa we opened in hong kong it was like you know we just had like uh, 60 crores in the bank and we could do what we want to do right so uh i think you know that bully thing and you know the overconfidence you get kind of led to that uh, in an year we had to cut all of that down we had to like get back to <coughs> saying let's just do asia and do it well which has helped us a helped us really well over the last uh, uh 3 4 5 years so i think you know the entrepreneur cycle is a is a very up and down uh cycle and sometimes when you you know it's uh a lot of times we don't realize that but sometimes our actions end up uh um making others lose trust in you and trust is a very delicate thing you know once you break it uh, it's very hard to get it back and you know it's thankfully as capillary in spite of having had both my co-founders move on you know we've still done well over the last 3 4 years um but i wish you know if i was not a bully and if i were different probably it would have been very different you know i i could have probably kept both yeah both founders no, yeah. you're being very very candid and thanks for that anish the the thing about what you're mentioning is also accepting there's a problem and 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 from there taking the transformation journey or exec coach or whatever it is how how was that for you like was it really tough or easy to admit okay no i i got oh it was very hard it was very very hard you know i mean it's like this right um, you're on cloud 9 you think everything is going great and then you someone comes in and says look uh and then we got the exact coach and then that guy did a dipstick and he said actually a lot more people are saying the same thing you know and uh, it's almost like um when you get that kind of feedback uh, i think that was the only time in the 10 years when i really felt 
should I even continue running the company? You know, or should I move on? And you know, in fact, had those conversations with a couple of our investors as well, and they said, look, 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 you don't need to do all that. Just get an exec coach and be fine, right? So, it is very hard. Uh, I think um, you know, post that we've had uh, a lot of the other uh, senior folks in the company. So the you know, it's it's all twenty twenty five year olds who built the company initially. You know, and as the company scaled. Uh, we realized that it was not only me who was having a problem, but a few of us. Right? <laughs> when you're doing well, yeah. success gets to you. Uh, and uh, and and that exec coaching process has really worked for. Uh, we do that regularly in the company now, okay. uh, for a lot of folks, and I think it it has worked for uh, a lot mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And how what did all this mean for Capillary as as business? Uh, because I, I'm I'm just trying to imagine, my, you know. My, Someone in that kind of a situation raised big money, uh, and uh, the personality of the one of the co-founders itself, mad growth, uh, and then this triggers something, and the change happens. One is your own individual transformation as right. a person. Right. What did all this mean for the business? Uh, how how did how are you where you are today, <laughs> from from where what you are talking about? Because it sounds like quite tough to get out of. Right. So I think there were a lot of uh, crazy bad decisions that we took for the company in those years. I think between 2013, I would say, is the 20, mid 2012 to end of 2013. Uh, we were 100 people in 2012. We got to 400 in 2013. You know, uh, it was just crazy. I mean, you had uh, all the money in the world to blow up. Uh, no one was questioning you in a sense. And, you know, uh, we were seeing decent growth. So uh, all these markets. So we went from burning uh, five lakhs a month to a million dollars a month in eighteen months. You know, so it was it was that crazy. Uh, before uh, we got uh, we got to a point where we had fifteen days of money in the bank. One of my co-founders had decided to move on. It was just crazy. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, from there, I think you know, uh, I think the exit coaching helped a lot. Uh, what also helped was, you know, once you accept in a group that there is an issue and you're working on it, uh, I thought most of the most of the folks in the company reacted very well. They did. They did give me a second chance. They did. Uh, they stuck around, right? So uh, a lot of folks stuck around. We we still have uh, most of the folks who were there early uh, still in the company, right? So um, in that sense, you know, uh, I think accepting that there is an issue, I think, is half the problem solved. Uh, and then you know we'll all figure how to solve it, right? And uh, and sometimes even if you're not accepting it, trying out a few things. I think the the thing that played most in my head uh, when Venkat said try an exec coach, but he said how is it going to hurt? You know, like how is it going to hurt, right? So try it out. You know, it's going to be six months of you know half a day, a uh, half a day a week or half a day every two weeks. So I said okay, you know, doesn't seem like a bad thing to do. Um, so I think uh, I think that helped uh, around that period again. You know I think we uh, we were very ambitious. I think over the last four five years, what's helped us a lot also is is focusing. I think focus is a is a beautiful thing, right? So, and as entrepreneurs, we uh, we think doing too many things, and we are always very optimistic, right? We pick up one thing, pick up another thing, and we just keep doing too many things. And that's exactly what we did in that 2012-13 period, where we opened so many markets. We said we'll also do SMB. We were just enterprise software, and we said we'll also do SMB. 
it was just like you know you had money in the bank so go do whatever um so 2014 15 were kind of those years where you know a lot of these changes happened in the company i think personally also uh this was a period i was going through the whole exec coaching type stuff um we cut down a lot of markets uh i was the first time i realized that doing few things so actually everyone noticed down people said look if your us hasn't worked for you uk hasn't worked for you developed markets haven't worked for you so this company is going to go down so i'll be candid with you i'm right. i'm not an expert in the business that you are in but as an outsider i myself had said uh, is there a future for capillary at all because i was beginning to hear all this chatter that it is right everyone noticed off to be honest <coughs> i think uh shalesh and sequoia was probably the only guy who said look uh asia looks like it's working you know he gave us some more money there 15 days of money left when shalesh stood up and said look uh i'll i'll do the i'll do a series with you right so it was, it was kind of that and uh, and that's really helped you know we we now do only india middle east southeast asia we opened china as a market like last uh, 18 months ago like after 2 3 years of not opening any market and this focus on saying let's do less and do it really well uh has definitely delivered for the company if i think um you know uh, later i read you know 0 to 1 even in that he mentions that you know i mean that there are those one or two things which will give you the exponential reward the rest of it is never going to like really so uh, i think that's been a great learning as well on uh, the third thing that's worked well for us is uh, uh i i think from the bully i turned into being a very open guy now so take feedback a lot better <laughs> you're talking was, about it <laughs> which was very hard at that point in time uh which is meant that some of the senior hires that we've been able to get on board uh, i think uh, i think there's a big belief in all of us that there is a lot of stuff that we don't know you know uh, typically what happens with at least what happened with us when we were much younger uh, in 2012 13 was there was almost this loath for you would say we would do everything from first principles something that's worked in a big company will never work for us it was generally the attitude that we were all living in uh, and i think uh, in the last 2 3 years it's been the other way around of saying look let's let's try things out let's get senior people as consultants let them tell us uh, you know what's not right with us and let's experiment and then see where it goes as long as it doesn't hurt you try it out that's right? so, what you said yeah yeah so i think that's worked for us so we now actually have besides the investor board we have a non investor board as well there's rajan there's venkat then a gentleman called ganesh who used to run dell earlier in india hmm now ganesh has joined us as our ceo in the last year but he was uh, in this consulting on the board type thing for a good couple of years um so i think some of these have helped us you know i, I think we'll probably be one of the largest uh, saas players focused on asia you know um even if you put china middle east india south asia all together we definitely in the top 10 there uh you know and suddenly we have a lot more love from pees from other investors from uh, being written off saying you know uh if you don't have a us business if you don't have a developed market business then you know who's who's built software for uh for asia right so it's been an interesting journey you know it's definitely been a very interesting journey on a on a more final note uh, it's it's the way you look at things like criticism or or even uh, in your personal life how, uh, how how have some of those things changed for you as an individual or as an entrepreneur i mean of course from what i understand you are more receptive to right. some of these things but uh, how do you manage critic yeah i think uh, uh, i think there's always going to be criticism 
I, I think the right way to do it is uh, I tend to sleep over it. You know, get up the next day morning and say, what of that is stuff you can change, what of that is stuff you can't change. Uh, but there's always going to be criticism, right? So uh, I think as a as a founder of a company, uh, one is you have to sell to everyone, and then you have to manage expectations, right? And uh, sometimes your employees think you could have done a lot better than where you are right now. Sometimes your investors think you could have done a lot better than where you are right now. So criticism is going to be a part of, is going to be a part and parcel of. Sometimes even you, right? Even you think we could have got here. You don't get there. There's a lot of self-criticism that happens. Um, so I think as entrepreneurs, especially if you want to be building companies of five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, I think you'll have to learn how to deal with it. Uh, I think I was so. So the first few, if you went go to my dad and ask uh, him to describe me, he'll say he's the most sensitive guy you'll find. I think from there to today, where I think I can take criticism fine, has been. Uh, it's been a hard journey. <laughs> for, for final, final question, Anish. Uh, when you're building a startup, and in your case too, it's natural for people to bring people you're familiar with, right? right. Friends, like like you call right. them. Right. Right. Uh, some people say it's good because who else will come and work with you if they are right. not your friends? Leap of faith. Uh, there's of course another school of thought, uh, and we have seen some examples where it doesn't work. Right. Uh, like from your experience. What works and what doesn't? Yeah, uh, I don't think beggars can be choosers. Point one. Yeah. You know, and the reason I'm saying that is very early, right? When you were uh, this 2008-9, uh, when startups weren't cool and we didn't have too much of an option, the only guys who would come and join us were people who knew us, and I'm and we would like vehemently like we would like actually go into each large company, a Google, a Yahoo, a you know, Microsoft, a PNG, a HUL. And narrow in on people who are uncomfortable with large companies because that was how KK, my co-founder, and I got out of uh, our jobs and said we'll start. Campaign. We were not, we were doing well, but we didn't want to be in this large company where you don't know what the impact of what you're doing, right? So, um, and we narrowed down on a lot of people, folks from uh, other IITs, folks from school who had been with uh, you know KK and you know, but eventually what we saw worked out. All KGP friends who were with us for four years knew as well. So it was just, it was not a conscious call of, we actually offered a lot of IIT Bombay folks, a lot of IIT Kanpur folks, a lot of IIT Madras, and no one joined us. You know, so and hence, at that point in time, I don't think as we were beggars more than choosers, you know, in a lot of sense. Um, I think what's also, uh, you know, over the last uh, three, four years, over the last three years, we've actually added a lot of folks into the company who are not part of the old boy school uh, in a sense right uh, uh, and uh, and they've been you know we haven't had attrition on their side or on our side post it uh, I think uh, what also happens is I, I think what, what the team tells me a lot is I'm hardest on my oldest friends <laughs> I'm actually hardest on my oldest friends folks like Anand and Amijit folks who Sridhar who've been with us for like seven eight years like everyone says that you know you beat them down so much, and they also beat me down. So it's just a, a mutual thing. So as long as it's not getting into a super comfort zone where you know uh, I think it's still it still is fine. Uh, once you start realizing that you're not accepting others to come in, I think then it's where a yeah. then it is a problem. Yeah. As long as you're not seeing organ rejection and others not being able to work in the company, I think it's fine. 
you know why should you discriminate on good talent just because you know them from earlier i mean you shouldn't do that right so Thanks, thanks, Anish. I mean, thanks, I, 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 thank I, you. Of course, all of us wish you become a unicorn, but <laughs> but you know, more than a unicorn, I want to build a good company. Yeah. Left to us, we want to build the Infosys for product companies in Asia, mm. and and that's what we are uh, wanting to do. I think unicorn is a stage, yeah. but you know, uh, I think we want to build this to being a good company over the next ten years. Yeah. Godspeed with that, Anish. Thank thanks. you. Thanks, thanks for so talking. Much.